completely change that song up. Welcome, everybody. This is Tony Cotillo, Heat Ratio Sports, Fancy Firebox, Episode 21, joined by the Quad Box once again, my man Dan Green, Jason Sullivan, Pittsburgh, John Coker, and as always, you have the infamous Jigsaw at your service. And I have to let right in on I am so upset right now. Before we even talk about the review of the show, okay, because we are going to talk some Russell Wilson, Antonio Gibson. Uh, we're going to talk some Baker Mayfield, some Jalen Hurts for all you Philadelphia fans out there. But I have to say, man, I had almost, what's up, Trevor, checking in as always right off the bat. I had almost uh, an impeccable run. In fantasy football, that came to an end. Unfortunately, I start at John. I started off the season one. I only joined one standard league this year. That's it, just one. And I started off zero and six, and I won seven in a row. I I finished up seven and six, and I lost the final playoff spot in a three way tie by twelve points. And I blame it on that old ass Frank Gore who I put in there because I had no Josh Jacobs, right? I had to go Frank Gore, and he, of course, he gets a freaking concussion. He gets me .20, and Trey Burton, who I want to steal his lunch money, too, because yeah. he was doing all kinds of gets a three, and I lose by 12. So it is what it is. Uh, you know, it was a fun run, but I don't know, fellas. I, I was not – it was hard for me to really get into the standard league again this year uh, with everything going on. I This was the first year I was predominantly DFS. Did any one of you got Dan, did, did you do any standard leagues this year? You know, it's funny. I, I, no. I, I actually was thinking about this today that this actually might come up. Um, the league that I, the league that I do, it's a high-priced league. The guy reached out and said he's just not going to do it because he's not confident the league will finish this year. And I was cool with that. So um, DFS was fine for me. So, I, you know, because, you know, with the uncertainty of the league in general, a, a, a lot of um, fantasy groups probably uh, shut down or. That but, was the consensus. A lot. Of, yeah. I know a lot of them took a break. A lot of them did a hiatus a lot. Uh, Jason, what about you? How, how did you do this year? So I did one season long. Uh, it did not go well. My heart was not into it. I'll be honest with you. Right. I didn't do any prep before. And the whole yep. time it was like every week looking through the waiver wire. I'm like, eh. I'll pick up him, I guess. I don't really care too much. But, yeah, I did one, and it, uh, I only finished with three wins. So, not great. DFS is on the way to go for me. Yeah, see, now, John, on the other end, John, I know. Uh, you, you, I know you're shaking. John was in a, a, a ton of standard leagues, wasn't he? Oh, God. Every league I'm in, I'm still in. All right? Ah, look at that. There's the man right there. Ooh. I love it. But in all honesty, it was it – was a very enjoyable season for me because this whole COVID and everything put so many wrinkles into it that really added to the strategy around the season. Um, you know, I enjoy fantasy baseball more because there's so much more strategy involved. Fantasy football, literally, one team studs go up against another team studs and whatever the NFL matchups are, you know what I mean? And it's flip a coin. I mean, for most time, you know, if you play in a, a competitive league, that's usually the way that it is. So this just added additional complexity to it and trying to figure out. I mean, I was I was on the edge of my seat with do I I had two Steelers. Do I start them when they were playing their third rescheduled game on Tuesday? Do I have to empty out a bench spot in case I got to pick somebody up Monday night if the game gets pushed off? You know what I mean? Cutting the bet. There's, there's just a, there was a lot of complexity in it, but um, I got uh, playoffs in three or four, 
And then my fourth league, I'm third in points, but missed, wasn't top six in the standing. So, so hey, John, check your check your mic when you get a chance. I think, I think, I, I think you're coming through two different spots. So check your. It sounds like you're echoing. Maybe <laughs> you're you're coming through the headphone mic and the mic mic. I'm not sure. Just check that when you get a chance. It sounds a little weird. Um, Trevor checking in says I lost last night thanks to Amari Cooper's late touchdown. Garbage. Oh. That's the worst. Oh. Yeah. Garbage, garbage touchdown. Uh, and then uh, uh, Trevor. Yes, Trevor. I got. I. I'm in, brother. I'm in. I will definitely do that. Kicking people out. I like that. Uh, since we have one guy, it's tanking. Yeah, that sucks. I hate that. Uh, but let me ask you guys something. Let's get right into it because uh, we're gonna do some fun things tonight. We're gonna let Dan talk a little bit. New idea he brought to the forefront, which I think is gonna be fun and very interesting. Uh, why John checks his audio issues. Uh, but at the you know Russell Wilson. Uh, you know, I've got to ask you guys because, you know, we, we were talking about for the first six or seven weeks. I mean, this is with the MVP candidate, right? I mean, nobody nobody was beating out Russell Wilson. And fantasy purposes, he was a stone-cold lock 25 to 35 every single week. And that offense is sputtering big time out there. Uh, you know, how much trust, Jason, going forward? I mean, we're talking, this is the NFL fantasy playoffs. Uh, you know, I say fantasy football playoffs, not the NFL playoffs, but, I mean, you're week 14, 15, and 16. This is huge. How much trust do you put in Russell Wilson? Are you? Are, can you just kind of, like, throw that last few weeks to the side and say, he's still my guy, or do you have some serious doubts? You know what? I have some serious doubts, and it sucks because I love Russell Wilson. And, I, and like you said, he was so good at the beginning of the year, 31.6 points a game for the first eight weeks. I mean, that's MVP material. 16 points a game for the last four. So that's garbage almost. I mean, even your boy Baker Mayfield's doing better than that. So yeah. <laughs> um, I love it. So I don't know. If, I feel like if you drafted him in your season long, you have to play him. Because I don't know. I feel like you win and lose with your studs. So I would play him in season long. But DFS, he's 7,900 this week. I want nothing to do with that in DFS. That's a big number. That is a big number. I mean, if we're, if we're talking specifically, you know, DFS, it, it, it's really, really hard for me to to trust Russell Wilson. I agree. I, I just I haven't seen it from him the last few weeks. I mean, that whole Seattle defense is our Seattle offense is reeling. Dan, how much confidence do you have in Russell Wilson going forward? Well, not as much. As, you're right. He was he was a surefire uh, MVP candidate with uh, probably Mahomes and Rodgers, and now it's. Now he's not even part of the conversation. Um, do you equate it to the NFL has a lot of smart coordinators and they picked up on something? Um, Chris Carson being out and the running game being non-existent, did that finally catch up to him? Um, is he too reliant on DK Metcalf? And if you're like, okay, we'll give him some cake, but if we shut everyone else down, maybe we'll be okay. That's the kind of stuff that people are probably um, deciding to do when they play against them. But as uh, Jason said, you know, if if you have like him and David Carr well, on your on your roster, I mean, you, you got to ride your stud. David Carr had some nice production against a, a crappy Jets team, and that's who Russell plays this uh, weekend. So maybe he bounces back, but at that price, I haven't even entertained him in any one of my dozens of lineups so far. 
Yeah, I think this it, it's a a perfect response for both of you guys because you know it's it's so different when you talk about standard versus DFS because DFS you could just go by the numbers. It's like, nah, yeah. I don't want to start him. I can start somebody else because everybody's available, right? But when you like you say, Dan, I mean, not, nobody, you should be shot if you start Derek Carver, Russell Wilson for your first <laughs> round of the playoffs. I'm sorry, even if it works out, there's it just the roll of the dice is just ridiculous. You just can't do something like that, John. I I, I know. You're probably in the same boat, but or do you think Russell Wilson's fine? I mean, he hasn't been performing. I don't know. How's my mic sound? Is it you okay? You sound great now. All right, good. I don't know. Earlier, you sound like Porky Pig or something, dude. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Um, <laughs> now he sounds like Demi Moore. Yeah. G.I. <laughs> <laughs> Jane. I mean, he, ha- he hasn't performed for the past four weeks, plain and simple. Um, you know, in the Eagles defense, Arizona's defense aren't really that intimidating. Giants are a little better. You know, the Rams are a tough one. They got the Jets this week, and, I, you know, we talked a lot about game flow last week. The Jets are, I mean, they're a bad team, plain and simple. But I always get scared of the blowout if there's a superior team to impact, you know, the, the passing game. Um, you know, is he too reliant on DK Metcalf? I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like Russell Wilson has gone through slumps Seattle still wants to run the ball hot with Hyde and um, Carson. So, I mean, no, you ride him, but, I mean, no, I'm not a big fan and not for that price tag. Yeah, I, I, one of the one of the biggest things is that happened this week, one of the biggest injuries will go with segue right into Antonio Gibson. I mean, that you know, we, we talked about – I talked about Frank Gore being concussed and losing me a week, but Antonio Gibson lost a lot of people a week because, you know, number one, it's the first couple plays of the game, and – and when you look at that injury, a turf toe injury, it just lingers on for a long time, whether you play or you don't. I mean, Dan, you you know all about PE, you know about ligaments, and you know damn well that even if Antonio Gibson was to come back in a couple of weeks, he's not going to be the same back. Uh, you know, and it's a shame because this was a guy that, you know, I, I honestly thought could, could kind of ride somebody into the playoffs because he was playing that well. So I, I asked two-part question. I'll stay on you, Dan. Number one, you know, are are you are you surprised that JD McKissick kind of out snapped Peyton Barber? And do you expect that to continue, or do you think that was just kind of the one week? All right, what do we do? You know, we lost Antonio Gibson. We weren't really ready for Peyton Barber to take over. Do you see Peyton Barber being a lead back out snapping JD McKissick going forward? That's a fair and good question. I I think the game script had a lot to do with that. I mean, he's a McKissick's a, a terrific um, dump off back. You know, he's a check down running back. Um, you know, I don't want to put him in Eckler's class, but that's how he's used. And game script will determine if, if they're able to pound the rock and run down a team's throat, then, yeah, Barber's probably going to get more, more of the reps. I still think Barber had a 70% um, running ratio over uh, – he did McKissick, but but McKissick had so many touches in the passing game. That's where he's gives you value. Um, but you know, you know, I don't want to you know leak anything. But McKissick's one of my you know plays that I'm interested in this week. 
He's not a bad play. Listen, he's not. Yeah. I mean, he catches. He reminds me, you know, look at just, I guess the way he's built. Reminds me of Kevin Falk playing New England for so many years. It was just a, a, a prototypical receiving running back, right? Yeah. That, you know, out in the flat. What game, is, not a big white. screen. Right. Exactly. Not a big screenplay game because no. he didn't have that kind of lightning speed, but he was just a power guy, uh, you know, and, and, and I think that's his role and he's found that and. You know, we, we talked about on the heat ratio last night, uh, you know, just how well Ron Rivera has turned that team around. Uh, you know, so, Jason, you know, I'm intrigued by Peyton Barber. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm intrigued with him going forward. I, you know, I, I think, you know, for what I read about Peyton Barber, they've, they've wanted him to take over that bruising back role, the third down role anyway. Uh, you know, he did play well in Tampa Bay at, at certain points, at the certain matchup. Uh, Jason, do you, do you, would you feel comfortable spending any money on Peyton Barber? You know what? I've kind of been debating that a lot today. I think Dan had a lot of good points. Um, he did get a majority of the carries, which is good. The problem is only 23 yards. And I know it was against Pittsburgh, which is it's kind of hard to tell against Pittsburgh. But 14 carries for 23 yards is not the best production. Um, I personally would lean towards McKissick as well. Um, 10 catches on 10 targets last week. That's huge. I mean, that's obviously not going to happen every single week, but he gets the targets. And I think his upside is a lot better than Barber's. And they play San Fran as well this week, who's down right. against the run. tough defense. Yep. Yeah, that's true. And they're, 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 you know their defense is really changing up a little bit. They're starting to play well. John, what do you think, buddy? You're smiling over there. Either you love you some Peyton Barber, or you can't stand you some Peyton Barber. What Peyton Barber is garbage. Thanks. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't even want. I don't even care what the dude's price tag is. He's out. You're out, dude. He's he's not even averaging two point seven yards a carry. You could give him 15 carries. He's getting 30 yards. You know what I mean? 45 yards. Poor no, I'm not going to. McKissick, McKissick is very intriguing because of the pass-catching ability. He, he's he's James White, all right, yeah. is what he is. James White of yesteryear. Um, so, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give him McKissick. I'd never – I'll give him a ride if I have to, but I've never been a guy that trusts the quarterbacks that only catch the ball. If you're not getting at least eight to ten carries a game, you're too dependent on a bad game script or something going on, and those catches not being there for whatever reason. So, but I I would go with McKissick. I don't know what his price tag is this week, but uh, yeah, I expect him to catch six plus balls, forty seven hundred, I believe. Yeah. So yeah, six plus balls is, is right within it. So you know, staying on the running back position. Because you make a good point. I, I kind of agree. I mean, I just love the way you just put it because Peyton Barber, all of a sudden, we're talking about him being like the second coming yeah. of, right? All of a sudden, it, you, you know, you make a great point. It was, uh, I'm trying to think, who was it? Who, I'm trying to think of a receiver this week that had like 10 catches for like 38 yards or something. It was like some ridiculous number. And I was like, whoa, what, what, what's going on here? I, I, I actually, I think I had him. I think, I, I think, no, I think it was Juju. Juju, was, yeah, he was he yeah. That he had something. Yeah, of course yeah, he was on my team. This he week. didn't have ten catches, but yeah, yeah, he had uh, <laughs> like seven or eight for like thirty-two yards. That's it. Yeah, it was it was something wow. ridiculous. It was completely asinine. But looking at Arizona, 
you know, I, it wasn't maybe four weeks ago that we were kind of all, all on the Chase Edmonds hype train. Uh, you know, when when Kenyon Drake looked like he wasn't really going to be the second half running back that Arizona had last year when he traded for from you know New England and from Miami. I mean, he's traveled everywhere. He tore some ligaments a little bit. The injury wasn't supposed to be as severe, and it wasn't. Uh, you know, he came back a little early from that, and it seems like every time he came back, ever since he's come back, he's kind of taken the boatload of that yeah. offense, which I was not expecting, and he's looked very good. He's looked fluid. He's looked very quick. He's shifty. He looks like he's got his speed back, his power, uh, and it looks like Chase Edmonds is kind of like the forgotten man. I mean, Jason, are you seeing the same thing? Yeah, no, I definitely am. Uh, Drake is kind of turning into what we thought he would be at the beginning of the year, right, except for the one problem with Drake is he's not catching as many passes. Four targets, oh, I think, in each of the last three weeks, something along those lines. Still not getting involved in the passing game, which I would like to see. That was what his upside was. You know, his upside was so high last year because of that. But 17 points a game over the last four and at least 10 carries in every game this year. So he's turning into their stud. He's getting like 70% of the workload. And so I like him going forward. And you know what's funny about DraftKings is that his price really isn't reflecting it yet. He's still in the fives. So I think he's like 5,900 this week. So I like him going forward. I think he can give you some value, especially if he gets in the end zone a time or two. Yeah, you got, you got, I don't know, Dan. Seinfeld, do you love the Drake or do you hate the Drake? What's what? <laughs> no, I, no. If 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 he if he's in a lineup, they they ride him. It's it's plain and simple. And I I was kind of shocked too. I thought they would at least uh, you know lighten his workload and wean him back in. But you're right. They just he was the workhorse the second he got back in. And yeah, that, he he didn't miss. And, a beat, and, and it wasn't like Edmonds was uh, a disappointment. He he was a oh. he was a productive player while he was out. So it, you know it's kind of it's kind of odd, and uh, we'll see how it goes forward. I was, but I, I, I was very very shocked. John, were you as shocked as I was? What for him just coming back and taking back over? Yeah, yeah because I, we heard a lot I, about Edmonds, man. People were loving with Evan. Well, I don't think he really lit the world on fire like everybody thought he was going to. You know what I mean? He was looking back, he was probably the biggest waiver wire pickup of the year that didn't pan out. You know what I mean? When you're looking at, and nobody liked the Drake, everybody was down <laughs> on the Drake. All right. So it was Edmonds was the guy, but he didn't blow anyone away. So Drake came back, um, you know, his value, he four touchdowns in three weeks. I mean, that says it all. So if you think he's going to score a touchdown, then, you know, he'll get, he has a decent floor, um, you know, but his carries vary like, you know, but the touchdowns, they mean something. So, I mean, he's okay. I, I mean, season long, I, I wouldn't maybe a running back too. I'd be happier if he was in my flex, but I'll take him as an RB two if I had to. Well, I'll tell you what, one guy, that I have to talk about, and Jason mentioned them earlier, and this will be the the end of our kind of review of Week 13, what it was. Baker Mayfield, and and, and again, like this is a guy to me who, listen, I am not going to say that he is a consistent fantasy season-long starter, uh, but I'll tell you what, if you pick the right spots and the right matchups, this kid, he's you know still two weeks in a row, fifty three and fifty four hundred respectively on DFS on DraftKings scoring system. I mean, he set the world on fire last week. I I'm shocked. 
I am. I, I did not expect him to be that good. Uh, you know, the week before where he was 19 to 29, 65%, you know, 250, 260, two touchdowns. That's kind of where I predicted him to be this week. But to go balls out, 76% completion percentage, three, 340 and four touchdowns. And it probably would have been more if they didn't score it on the first quarter or the first half, I should say. So, I mean, Baker Mayfield, I think, gets a really bad rep because if you remember, this goes segue right into Kirk Cousins. This is exactly what Kevin Stefanski did with Kirk Cousins last year. There was times where Kirk Cousins was an elite fantasy quarterback, and then there was times he was a dud because game plan, like John and, and Danny and, and, and Jason and I always say, it's all it dictates that you know what the production level is going to be. All about game script, all about game scheme, right? So that's exactly what Stefanski does. So I think you know I didn't look at his matchups coming up. I, I haven't looked at who he plays the next three games. Uh, you know, go ahead, John. Who does who's he got? Baltimore at Giants. They get a cakewalk with the Jets and then Pittsburgh. So, so your Super Bowl season in Week 16, unless you're an idiotic league and, and, and goes to Week 17. Okay, I will say that Week 16, you're he's going up against the Jets. That could be a Super yep. Bowl win. That could be a Super Bowl win, Baker Mayfield, right there. It could, yeah, if you got the Gajones to pull the trigger. <laughs> what if Russell Wilson is the other quarterback? Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. Exactly. If it's Ross, I don't know, man. This, that's a good question. If you have Ross. Who's he playing that Baker, week? In week 16. <laughs> I'll have it in two seconds. Tell me, yeah, tell me who Ross is playing. I'll tell week you what? Right 16? 16. Week 16. Oh, he got the Rams. Yeah, I'm leaning. I'm Ooh. going Baker. I'm yep. going Baker. Dan, who would you go, Baker <laughs> or Ross? Uh. Well, it, I, I think I think uh, John mentioned this earlier, and it kind of was the script that, that happened last week. John mentioned that if you get a blowout game early, everything gets shut down. And if they if they jump all over a jet, and what what the hell are the Jets going to be playing for? So if if they if they get a monster lead early, it's it's Chubb and Hunt, Chubb and Hunt. Um, so they, it's a tough they, call. They want to do that without a lead. Now I go <laughs> I mean, Russell Wilson. I, I go I go Russell Wilson. What am, I, what am I even talking about? I'm going Russell Wilson. I'm Did going it. Russell Wilson. So you're going stud no matter what. Yeah, and it's it's still not a horrible matchup. I mean, <laughs> the Rams have some uh, shootouts. No, they do. They do. They definitely do. What about you, Jay? You know what? I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think I would go Baker in that situation. Ah, and there kinda, he is. There's my boy. Kind of touched on it too. Is Stefanski has done an amazing job with him. He's almost to the point right now where he's not going to let him fail. He knows what the game's going to be, what the game script's going to be, and he puts him in position to succeed. Basically, I mean, he's even last game he tore it up, but he only threw the ball thirty-three times. It's like how often are you going to see a guy put up that many points and only thirty-three attempts? Usually, it's like you know forty-five, fifty when those guys put up thirty some odd points. So yeah, Stefanski's done a great job, and I think he's definitely the coach of the year, and he's done a really good job with Baker. And you know what's funny too about that offense? Is they're they honestly are so much better without Beckham and like it's, oh my god Beckham's no. good but I I almost feel like it like frees up Baker he doesn't feel like he needs to force it to Beckham at all and he just kind of spreads it around and does his thing and kind of seems like he's having fun again which is key for him yeah, yeah you're right and that's a funny thing I mean we talked about that it's kind of odd you know when you look at it on the outskirts that they look better without OBJ but you know they did essentially the opposite of what the Philadelphia Eagles did from an NFL standpoint. They took Baker Mayfield and said, we are not going to let this kid fail unless 
without trying to make him better. And they rebuilt their offensive line. They put a lot of investment in the offense from the running back position. I mean, they go out. I, you know, I just don't agree with the whole Kareem Hunt thing because, you know, a wife beater is a wife beater. It is what it is. But at the end of the day, you know, he is a productive running back. And then, you, I mean, you have a three tight end set basically in Cleveland with Njuku, with Harrison Bryant, and Austin Hooper. I mean, how many teams could do that? And, and you know, Jarvis Landry is no slouch. No. People forget about that, right? Right? And then you got Peoples Jones, you got Rashard Higgins. I mean, you, you have some very, very good young talent in Cleveland. And I, I'll tell you, man, it's 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 been nice to see, hasn't it? No, it's it's good. It's good. It's good. There's a lot of teams, Miami, Cleveland. It's good that uh, things are turning around. It's good for football. And and it's good to see that Buff Buffalo is now the new king of that division and I mean, next year, are we predicting uh, New England in last place in that division? No, well, forget the Jets. Forgot about the Jets, but well, not, well, Cleveland's in a different division. But it's it's there's there's a lot of scripts that have flipped this year. Yes, but, I well, mean, you're, um, you're right. You're one hundred. I mean, right. you know, it's always been Baltimore and Pittsburgh, and that's it. No end of conversation. So at least you have a new team on the horizon. Well, it's like like you said, Miami. I mean, look at Buffalo. Yeah, you know, I, I I honestly honestly uh, you know picked in the beginning of the year. I said Buffalo AFC Championship game, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, another know, great also, coach, uh, right? Another great coach, and I also got laughed at by Mister Pittsburgh John Coker and Miss Michelle Magic of BallBlast.com, who told me that my prediction Stephon Diggs being a top seven wide receiver, I was asinine for. And again, it was another jigsaw ridiculous take that's going to come through fruition right i mean he has been that damn good right i mean it is what it is but uh, listen i'm not one to gloat just saying i got that one right john <laughs> i'm not I one to gloat one right yes, <laughs> i got some quick uh, questions coming to jenna uh, our our main girl jenna checking in pick one single terry or booker or bernard i need one or i do have elliot so here he, here's one of those those interesting dilemmas, right? Zeke Elliott, what what is he what does he have left? I mean, with that team is completely lost. You know, you could just, you know, you could compare him to Miles Sanders, right? Because their two running backs are very talented that just the teams just are going nowhere, right? Uh Bernard Booker Singletary. I, listen, uh I'm gonna kick and punt. If if I had a pick between those guys. I think I would go Singletary, to be yeah. honest with you. Uh, I, I do. Dan, what do you think? No, I was thinking Singletary, too. I mean, I had Booker on a lot of DFS teams last week, and he disappointed. Um, Bernard, I'm not a fan. Um, Elliot, Elliot's given up. And and I've always been a proponent of late in the year and when you draft. And, and this is more standard fantasy football. Avoid players from bad teams. And which player in that list is on a good team? Yeah, Devin Singletary. So, so <laughs> yep. that, that, that's the philosophy I have. So I'd go Singletary. I like it. I like it. Jason, what do you think? This is actually a slam dunk for me, believe it or not. I'm going Zeke, 100%. Okay. I'm going to play a lot of Zeke actually in DFS this week too. Um, I just think he's still getting the workload. Obviously, that team's terrible. They're playing Cincinnati this week, who is also terrible and doesn't yeah. have much to play for. So I like Zeke, um, to, if, especially if he gets over 20 touches. I think that's a slam dunk. If he gets in the end zone, it's a bonus. Um, like I said, like him in DFS, and I like him in uh, season long too. I thought that was in addition to Zeke. I didn't realize that was he was in the mix. 
Yeah, it says, or I do have Elliot. Oh, so she, okay. Yeah, so, oh, okay. so yeah, she's saying, do you know? I'm kind of falling out of favor with Elliot. So if I did, do I start one of these three guys? So John, what are you thinking? Are you are are you going Zeke? Zeke one, Booker two. Wow, you're going Booker two, huh? You seen enough out of Booker this week? Singletary three because I think Mixon may be back. For, uh, I think yeah, Mixon's I, out again. I think they said today he's he, out again. Dude, Joe week, Mixon's yeah. done. Yeah. He's not playing yeah. this year. Yeah, well, well, to be to be determined. I That's don't know. AJ Green written all over it, bro. Could be. It I could be. So. I look. Singletary's going up against Pittsburgh. Uh, Ooh, call, me, I did, yeah. call, call me biased, Ooh. but with that and the Zach Moss factor. But I mean, I will say Pittsburgh has been run on, so it's not like I'm naive and they can't be run on. But um, you know, I wouldn't want to trust that going up against you know that defense with other options. So I'll Booker, I'll go Booker too. Booker had a I dream. Would. Booker had a dream matchup this past week. And yeah. did nothing with and it. Did nothing. nothing. Yeah. I picked everybody, him up and started him. Everybody fool me once. I, yeah, Shame I on you. <laughs> I would twice, also, actually. Here's the thing. Here's the odd thing. The only reason why I picked up Frank Gore is because somebody else took Booker. Because I have Josh Jacobs. I would have started Booker. I would have won. I would have won. I would. You know, but get, unfortunately, I, I get Frank Gore and he gets concussion. So. Um, and Janice says, John, what about my shit Niners? Michael Thomas tearing it up this week. Uh, Michael Thomas has been coming back. Michael Thomas is coming back. Um, Janice Carson went to the Niners. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, let, let me tell you, man. I, well, I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm very comfortable with my sexuality by saying this. Jimmy G's a much better looking quarterback than Carson Wentz. So you're going to lose Dude. out with between those two, in my opinion. And Let's not let, let's not even talk about with the the other added element for Jimmy G, who has a select women that he likes to date. Uh, but uh, the Evil Empire checking in. Do I go with Robert Woods tomorrow night or wait to see Julio's status on Sunday? That's a great question because ah oh, this because I'm I'm essentially thinking. Listen, right now this is a playoff question. You're yeah, in the playoffs right now, right? And I hate those Thursday night games. Never been a fan of Thursday night game. The short week, especially this year, I, I so tough. But then you, it, it, it all to me, and, and obviously we'll, I'll go to you guys in a second. I just think that you have to really look at your your overall roster because if you're going to wait on Julio, you really need to make sure you have a backup plan if Julio doesn't start, right? And that backup plan better be better than Robert Woods. Right? That's that's what you have to look at. Who's your number? Who's this third guy? You know, if you're telling me it's, you know, I know he's on the same team, just throwing a name out there. If it's Josh Reynolds, well, then you're starting Robert Woods, in my opinion, right? So, I don't know. What do you think, Jason? How do you go with this question? My question is, though, how good are your receivers if you're deciding between Robert Woods and Julio yes. Jones, right? I feel like they both should be in your lineup. Yeah, so I, one I, of the other yeah, receivers. Question too. Who else is on the roster? Yeah. That, that'll that help. A, a four-team league, he's got – you got Keenan out. <laughs> yeah, we got we to find out who else. Give us a little more insight before we give you the, the prognosis here. Because but I don't you think Julio sure. is, is just always going to be given that cue for the rest of the year? He probably Especially is. I mean, after he, the week he just had? That's what I was going to say, yeah. I mean, but, 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 yeah, you are in a pickle with the Thursday night game. And it's, for me, the Julio factor. Look, if he finished the game unscathed and he's questionable Wednesday, like – 
I don't care if he came out of the game 100%. He's still got, not going to practice Wednesday. Exactly. Right? He's going to be queued the whole right. year. Right. So, uh, look, he he finished the game, which is truthfully the only thing that I look at for the most part. If he finished last game, he went into the game with the injury, finished last game, I think he'll be good to go. Yeah, I, I actually – Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, Jason. Go ahead. I was going to say, you know, it's funny about Julio last week. He missed that ridiculous touchdown catch that he almost Ooh. caught at the end yeah. of the game. If he catches that, that's a whole different story. He, I mean, I think his DraftKings price would be a lot higher this week, too. Um, I love Julio. If he plays, I'm playing Julio every yep. week. Yep. That's yep. what I was going to say. Yep. I, I like the matchup this yep. week. I like Matt Ryan. I like Julio. Yep. I like I liked the Atlanta Falcons this week. So, Evil Empire second and saying, Corey Davis would be the next guy. He's good too. He's hot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's hot. I mean, I, man, this is that's a, this is the worst part of these Thursday night decisions is you sit there, right? And it's like, okay, it's it's one of two reactions. We all know it. It's Thursday night. If Robert Woods does nothing, you're like, whoo, thank God I waited. If Robert Woods blows it up, you're sweating all the way till Sunday, hoping that that guy plays and he tears it up too. It's like I I I kind of wouldn't even want. To be stressed it, out about it. Well, and the fun, and I swear the funny thing is, it ne- it's never middle of the road. No, like you never just get what's expected. No. Yeah, it's, it's like thirty terrible. or three. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, Rick checking in says he would take Zeke, and Rick also says Thursday games benefit the offense. Although I would gamble and say Julio plays. Yeah, Rick, we are all. I think we're all on the same page there. So, uh, Mr. Evil Empire nine two five on Periscope. I would say as a consensus that wait to see Julio's status. I think you. I think you have to look. Looking away for Julio. Corey da- Davis isn't a bad backup plan. I no. can tell you that right now. Um, and one hundred percent. Uh well, Josh, Josh checking in. In my season long Godwin or Corey Davis. What's up, Josh? Former uh, he was the game game of God at, at all about the birds, right, Jason? He's uh, back. Yeah, he's back this week. Nice, Maybe nice. What's up, Josh? Yeah. Thanks for checking in, buddy. In my season long Godwin or Corey Davis, if Godwin plays. Ooh, I I don't know, but John, I'm punting right to you, brother. This is it's, you can start this one off. You're the numbers guy. Um, I'm gonna go Godwin. I I don't know. Corey Davis is hit or miss. I mean, even you know, two of the last four games. I mean, he had five catches or less. I think he only had three catches that one game. Granted, he caught a big one, but I'd still look for more volume where. Godwin's, you know, the games he's played, he's had at least six targets, six, seven, and eight catches the past three games. So I'd go Godwin. Yeah, and they're playing Minnesota, who's who's trash. Minnesota's trash. So that's a really good matchup for Godwin. Dan, what do you think? No, I go Godwin because <clears throat> you know Corey Jake. Davis, hit or miss. This is almost one of those, like I said before, like if. Your answer is one thing now, but if you're down 19 points, <laughs> yeah. you take. I might go Corey Davis. You yeah, know? that's a good point. No, that's true. That's true. It, it, it definitely all depends on who you have and what the matchup dictates. Well, we had a whole segment last week about what happened to Corey Godwin in that offense. Yeah, we did. We, and and, and now we're singing name. his praises. So it's uh <laughs> Yeah, we're kind of hypocrites, <laughs> ain't we? Yeah. <laughs> we're typical. That's okay. <laughs> Uh, evil, thanks for this, guys. Absolutely. Uh, Janice says, Jason, what's your take on the Niners quarterback situation next year? Do you do you think they keep Jimmy G? 
Uh, that's an interesting one. That is a good question. Uh, I've been thinking about that a lot, actually. I've been thinking about kind of like the QB situation for next year and who might need Matt Stafford for my Detroit Lions. I want him. To, I want them to trade him next year. He would look pretty damn good in a Niners uniform. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I don't know about Jimmy G. I feel like that team is ready to win. Obviously, you're going to need a quarterback that can win, and I'm not sure Jimmy G is the guy. Truthfully, I don't. I think he kind of. I mean, especially the last game in the uh, Super Bowl, he kind of crapped the bed a little bit. He didn't really do too much, and even the running game carried them all throughout the playoffs last year. So I'm not loving Jimmy G and I think that you got to upgrade if you're them. And I think, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if Stafford went there. I think the Detroit's going to shop him this year. And I think that would be a huge upgrade if they could do that. Huge, huge. If, if, if Matt Stafford, Matt Stafford's 32 years old, he's got a good three to four years left. Easy. Um, and if he could go to a guy like Kyle Shanahan, who's going to limit his throws anyway, because it is going to be a full base running attack, uh, it's only going to prolong, you know, Matt Stafford's career. And, you know, it's, it's actually going to elevate his game even more. And I I actually think Stafford's been really good this year. I mean, considering the fact that there's been no Kenny Galladay for five to six games, right? I mean, you're, you're listen, Marvin Hall, who's that? They let him go, right? You know, Marvin Jones, okay, Danny Amendola, yeah, whatever. I mean, he's been around the way more than LL Cool J's around the way girl, right? So at the at, at the end of the day, you know, I, I just think that that would be a perfect fit. Dan, what do you think? Um, No, I I, I was having a conversation with Jason the other day. I, I love Matt Stafford. He He's like the modern-day Archie Manning. Ooh, um, just a guy that. that's never been on a good team, but it's a I damn think. good quarterback. A damn good quarterback just never been on a good good team. And what Jason, you can help me with this. There was a stat for years they didn't have a, a back with a hundred yards in a game or a thousand yards in a season for how how long? You can't like you can't win. Years. You yeah. can't win like that. And and if and Tony, you nailed it. If he goes to a team with a running game, he'll be like, "What is this?" You know, and, and then. <laughs> And, and no, I love him. I, I love him going to possibly New England or uh, Indy as well. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, and, and and Jimmy G real fast too. Jimmy G was Carson Wentz before Carson Wentz. Ooh. Jimmy G started Ooh. off wow. as a Niner. He, he couldn't lose games. He was like Ooh. a magician. And then, like Jason said, that second half of the season last year through the playoffs, he sucked. Be careful. Jen, Jen is coming for you now with that comment. Yeah, he's that right a good-looking man, but he, yeah. he, he has not played <laughs> He has not played the quarterback position well in a no. long time. Don't I be buried, no, Jen is man. I'm telling I have you. No, I have no faith in that guy. <laughs> be careful. John, you think could, can, can you imagine Matt Stafford in, in an Irish uniform? Yeah, I guess. I feel like Detroit's been trying to run him out of time for five years. But yeah. He's such a great quarterback. <laughs> yeah, which is stupid. <laughs> I don't hey, know, do but like in reality, I, I feel like every year it's Matt, Matt Stafford, you know. Um, yeah, it would probably be a good fit. You know, I'm not a Jimmy G guy. I haven't been ever since he went to the 49ers from day one. Him and McKinnon, you know, uh, we, ba- we battled. We battled look, early it's on. Funny, look, at, look at the next comment. Jigsaw wants McKinnon on the Eagles, right, John? <laughs> Can you tell Jenna follows us? She knows my yep. every move, man. I was a big Jared McKinnon guy. She knows that. Well, I think, yeah, you know, Stafford would be a good fit there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he would. Yeah, 100%. You know, what's funny? you know what's funny about Detroit, too? There's two things that all Detroit fans always hate, the quarterback and the goalie in hockey, and it's ridiculous. So, oh, yeah, yeah, we've been yeah. trying to run – We've been trying to run Stafford out of town since his third year, and it's just like you people realize that he's the best quarterback we've ever had by far. 
I was going to say, well, who, wh- let's yeah. let's think about that. I mean, Roddy Pete, Scott Mitchell. I mean, let, let let's think about so many. Andre spins. Ware. Andre Ware. There you go. There's. They a had name. all three at the same time. They had they had Kramer Ware and uh, Pete oh. at the same time. Eric Hipple. Oh, Eric did, did they they run a little Jay Schrader out there for one or two? Years? I remember him. Yeah, oh my God. Joey Har- Joey Harrington. That was a even yeah. Frank Reich at one point for a year. Oh, yeah, man, oh. it was. Oh, Frank Reich! Wow. Hey, I'll tell you, Detroit man. I'm sorry, Jason. They, I mean, I, I listen. I don't get it. I don't know why they want to try to run Stafford out of town. They, they just never got Stafford any help. That's what I never understood. Like, I just feel like well, Matt know, Millen ruined them. It, I mean, obviously had a Megatron, but. They, for some reason, the offensive line in Detroit was always so weak, and they never addressed it. I didn't understand it. They never, ever addressed it. You know what's crazy, too, is that, I mean, if you were going to move on from Stafford, last year was the year with Herbert and Tua in the draft, and you wouldn't have even had to trade up. You had the third pick. You took Okuda. If you wanted a quarterback, last year was the year. Now to do it, it's just stupid. It doesn't make any sense at this point. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. That's a good point, 100%. Um, well, we're in 40-minute mark, and this is when we kind of like to uh, look at some locks and some values. Uh, we're going to do something new after this. Uh, I'll be let Dan talk about that in a little bit uh, where we pick some lineups and stuff. I'll go over that with, with everybody. It'll be a little fun. Uh, but right now, we're going to look at some DFS. This is, again, strictly through. DraftKings and and you guys know I like the low budget plays. Uh, I always do. I try to snag those two three thousand dollar guys, especially at the tight end position, a la Dan Arnold. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know these again. We're not telling you, or at least I'm not telling you to start these guys. What I'm saying is formulate your your lineup around your studs, right? Your big money guys, and then these are guys maybe you want to look at, right? So uh, we're starting right off with the with the quarterback position and. The quarterback position I thought was interesting this week because I don't think there was a ton of value in it. Uh, I think there was, the, the market was set pretty well on certain plays, uh, you know, based on the matchup. Uh, but I'm going to go with the guy out of Denver and Drew Locke. And, I, and I, I, again, I, I understand that, that listen, I, on normal situations, you're not, oh, I'm not starting Drew Locke. I, I get it. Right? I understand that, but I want you to just look inside the matchup a little bit, and I want you to look at who Drew Locke has to throw the ball to, and I, I think you're underestimating the amount of talent that he has, and again, every single week, I'm talking about a guy who averages between 14 and 15 points. Now, you're talking about a $5,100 salary. He's consistently been between 52 and 51, give or take 100 here or there, but He's also been double-digit points. And I know he's not, listen, he's not tearing the world up, 11, 12, and 13. But before that, when he played Atlanta, he had 33. I'm just saying that I think this week against Carolina, who doesn't really have the greatest defense in the world, I think even though it's outdoors and it's not in Denver, I think it'll be a little warmer, obviously, in Carolina. But I think that with Tim Patrick rolling and Jerry Judy kind of being busted out with with, with one catch this week. I think he'll break out a little more. They're getting Hamler involved. They have a nice running attack out there. I like Drew Locke. Jason, who is your undervalued play for the quarterback position this week? Well, it's Drew Locke now after that speech. Um, <laughs> no, I agree with you on this. His weapons, I love his weapons. And so I do think, I. I think that's a really great matchup. I didn't even consider it. I didn't even go down that low, but you kind of talked me into it a little bit, and I love him. I love him, and I love Tim Patrick this week also. Yes, so. yes. Love Tim Patrick. Dan, what are you thinking, buddy? 
Well, it's funny. Um, I have a in my wide receiver category, Tim Patrick. Listen to this stat: since week three, excluding that COVID game where he had no quarterback, yeah, nineteen point six points a game. Solid. He's a stud. Yes, he is. And he's not Jerry Judy or KJ Hamler. And he's so they have a hell of a receiving core. So that that's a great pull by you, Tone. And I would stack him with Patrick. I like it. Uh, and, and the funny thing is, John, you know, th- th- Tim Patrick was Coker's find about five weeks ago. We were talking on the show, and John's like, watch out for that Tim Patrick. Really like, because I was hyping up Jerry Judy. He was like, I really like that Tim Patrick. And I'll tell you what, ever since John mentioned him, I've been playing him week in and week out. I, I-, I like me some Tim Patrick. He's a nice, tall receiver. He always seems to get open, controls no, his body no very well. What's that? I think they said he had no drops this year. Yeah, and that's another thing. He's you know great hands, and when you have good hands and you can go, run good routes, I mean, I listen that you know we didn't even mention Noah Font. I mean, yeah. you know, if, if Drew Locke we can will develop, shortly, okay, right? What's that? We were I was going to shortly, but okay. No, I'm just saying, you know, not not as a value. I'm just saying yeah, as I'm a whole good. in that offense. Yeah. He's a right? good. I mean, they, they really, really have a good formula for success out there. Really like what Elway did so far. I mean, listen, as, as long as Drew Locke could be serviceable, which I think that's why they brought in Melvin Gordon. A lot of people were like, why would they bring in Melvin Gordon? Well, it's because they wanted him to be serviceable, right? They they wanted him to have a good, solid foundation behind him. And that's what they did. John, quarterback, undervalued quarterback for DraftKings this week. Who you got? I, I, I got... High, medium, low. <laughs> I can't. I can't give you just one undervalued. Look, I think Matt Ryan at fifty seven hundred is a very good value. If you want to get down and dirty, I mean, um, dude, Andy Dalton at fifty five hundred against against Cincinnati, and you pair him up with a, a Michael Gallup at thirty eight hundred. Do you know the studs that you could pay up for? Yes. Even CD, even CD Lamb, too. CD Lamb's 4800 too. You yeah. Could, you could even double stack that. Yeah. and there, There's a lot of good stacks this the, week. The other one, I mean, does the once again, could you pull the trigger on a Jalen Hurts at 5100 with a Rager at 4400 Ooh, no, no way. Not against the Saints. No. I mean, it, it I'm sounds not gonna good. Play it. I'm not going to play it, but I could see a pathway where Hertz rushes for 80 yards or something, and if Rager catches a touchdown or is his go-to guy, I'm not banking on it. But if if that pairing would hit, I mean, that's big value there. What I will say to that, John, is last week people don't realize Jalen Hurts 14 fantasy points in a quarter of football. So, I mean, uh, listen, it is what it is. I, I, you know, I whether it was garbage time, whether it was soft coverage, I don't even want to get into that conversation, but the, the, the kid has wheels, and, he, you know, he can get away. He is more mobile than Carson Wentz. So, I mean, I, I could definitely – listen, I think the Saints are going to obliterate the Philadelphia Eagles. So, you know, maybe – we have some garbage sign where the Saints are up thirty-one to ten, and they're you know, and all of a sudden Jalen Hurts starts throwing the ball and running a little bit, and Rager gets a catch and he gets a touchdown. So yeah, th- that could benefit you. Throw a couple bucks on it, and maybe it works. But I see where you're going, John, one hundred percent. I just, I just this week, I just, I would not be able to do it. Would not be able to do it. I'm not going to do it. 
But I mean, <laughs> it, it was something, it was something that crossed. But I'm just saying, you're looking through, and I'm like, oh man, that's that's mighty cheap. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 cool. Bobby checking in saying we don't have a deadline, so should I trade away anyone or keep what I've got? All right, Bobby, we need, we, we we don't know who you have. Says I also yeah, I was, I was, on the bench. <laughs> trade him. <laughs> it may, maybe it didn't come through. I listen. YouTube's tough. Um, YouTube takes a while for these comments to come in. So, Bobby, if you can hit, you know, give us who you have. We're not sure who you have, and we'd be happy to answer the question. And if you don't mind, hit that subscribe button before you leave as well. Um, John, you got somebody else? What a quarterback? Yeah. No. Did you say you had you had a, a like a, a extra yeah, Matt, medium large or something? High. Andy Dalton was like my medium, and Hertz was my low. <laughs> All right, well, I'll stick with you, John. Let, let, let's let's talk some running backs because I, I I got a special running back that I'm going to throw at you. All right, I I got the infamous Ty Johnson for the New York Jets. Ooh, former 40, Detroit Lion at four, right at forty seven hundred. Yeah, twenty two carries last week. It's a really low number. And Seattle does not have a good defense. Say what you want. They do not have a good run defense. So, uh, you know, I, I listen, I, Frank Gore is not playing this week. And you know what? As much as Josh Adams is a change of pace guy now, uh, this is this is Ty Johnson's show. He showed what he could do, right? 22 carries. I think he had, I don't have in front of 108 yards, maybe 104 yards, I think he had. So and he showed some quickness. He, he showed some elusiveness. And he showed some power. So, Dan, what do you think? You like that pick? No, he was. He's in my uh, list of uh, value running backs. Nice. I and I have him in my. Uh, in what we're going to discuss later, he's in that. Nice. Um, I like McKissick too. Forty nine hundred. Another good number. Um, I a running back that I've hated for years. I will always hate, but yet I'm going to play him this week. Is Melvin Gordon at fifty two hundred against twenty eighth ranked defense? Yep. Um, never liked Melvin Gordon. And my steady Freddies that aren't outrageously priced. I know John likes to sometimes, you know, if someone's priced at nine thousand and someone's priced at seven something, why not go with that? And I kind of agree with that. So uh, Jones, Robinson, and Kamara are all in the seven thousand range, and so I like those guys as my higher end guys that aren't outrageously priced. Jason, what are you thinking, buddy? So I have some value plays, but I'm not going to go down to the fours, I don't think. I think I'm going to stick mainly in the fives. Um, I just don't feel comfortable at running back going down. I'd rather take – I take my shots mainly on receivers and tight ends. I don't really like to take it on running back as much. But Jonathan Taylor at 5,800, Gallman at 57, and Gaskin at 56. I think all three of those have huge value this week, especially if you want to pair them with a higher-end guy. And you know what's funny? I think one of the most value plays on the entire slate is Christian McCaffrey at 9,200. The guy is averaging over 30 fantasy points a game when he plays. He's only played three games, obviously. But for him to be 9,200, that's a discount on him. And it sounds stupid to say it's a value at 9,200, but I'm going to be playing him a ton this week if he plays. Oh, I don't disagree. He is going to ball out. He's waiting to unleash the beast. Yeah. <laughs> He's just waiting, man. That's a big number. That is a big number. But, again, this is why we give you these value plays. So if you want to spend 9200 on Christian McCaffrey, you know, you get a guy like Ty Johnson at 4700 Or, you know, you, you get guys like a Tim Patrick that we mentioned, you know, at 4200 So a lot of different guys. John, what do you think, buddy? <laughs> that McCaffrey's a big nugget to swallow. Oh, man. I, I couldn't do it. I mean, look, I, yes, I I do think he's going to blow up, but I'm the not going to. 
I'm I'm not gonna bank on it coming right off of that injury with the team not doing that well. I I have him going into my playoff league. I want him to do it. I think he'll do it. But for daily, I can't pay up that much. Even even if he's at eighty percent of what we think he could be, you're not getting value. Sorry, sorry. That's just my. That's I I love the guy, but it's like, dude, you can't come back. You played three games. You're just coming back off of a three four week layoff. How are you going to come in at not over nine thousand? Yeah, but you well, know he did what? last time too, yeah. though. He did I know. Yes, thirty-seven points. I know, I know. I just, I can't bank on it. I'm sorry. I, I don't care if it was twenty years ago or twenty years from now. I just can't justify it in my inner being to pay up for a guy coming off a layoff at that price. It's a big number. It is a big number. It is. Uh, but if you if you formulate it right and he gets you that 35, 40 points, and you can bang out a Tim Patrick to get you 20, I'll tell you, man, you're good. I mean, that that, that is the, the secret formula of DFS, and, and you're getting right to the wide receiver position. I'm going to tell you something right now. This is my stone-cold DFS undervalue lock of the week. I'm telling you right now, I'm playing them everywhere. It's Traquan Smith at $3,300 against... The Philadelphia Eagles, who can't guard me. Uh, I, I, I Listen, Michael <laughs> Thomas, Emmanuel, I get it. Traquan Smith is going to run all over that secondary with no over-the-top help, with, with no say. Are you Epps? Right, Marcus Epps. I'm, I'm worried about Marcus Epps. Like, Traquan Smith is going to tear for 3,300. I'm telling you right now, this is like a hot bet on black. You know, every time I bet on Black, I'd say bet on Trey Quan Smith this week. I am all in on the Trey Quan Smith wagon. Jason, who you got, buddy? Uh, John mentioned him earlier, Michael Gallup. I've been riding him every single week. Um, he had a huge game last week, which I, I, I just like the guy a lot, too. So 3,800, um, I think against that Cincinnati defense, Dallas is going to put up a lot of points, and I think that's really good value. Yeah, you like uh, Andy Dalton loves him, so Michael Gallup. That's yeah, what he does. Shit. He really does. Dan, who you got, buddy? Um, I have a decent list here. Um, I can't believe Julio is at 6,600, so I'm going to do a lot of stacking with um, Matt Ryan. Uh, Mike Evans is 6,600. I'm going to stack with Tom Brady. Um, I always love myself. Keenan Allen, as you know, he's 77. Mike Mike Thomas against the Eagles, you know, 7,100. He's in my lineup. Um, Do we believe T.Y. Hilton's bouncing back as a former stud? player he's at 5100 and my intriguing pick of the week cordell patterson 3600 wow. see they're the kind of picks i love i love that pick and cordell patterson i'll tell you man like it, montgomery yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. i mean same thing man I mean, you know it's it's a really really good value play i like it because they do everything with that guy everything i really love him john what are you thinking buddy we, you, i think you already gave us tim patrick you have any other gems you want to throw on us for right now uh, no, not, not really. I, I like Julio's value. Um, you know, I mentioned Matt Ryan. So yeah, Matt Ryan and Julio is a, a good tandem. Um, Jalen Rager still intrigues me at 4,400. You like that Jalen Rager, man. Uh, look, I mean, how many passing yards is the Philadelphia offense going to have this week? Are they going to get 200 passing yards? Maybe I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna bang them out 170. Even if they do, where are they gonna go to? Zach Ertz. 
Dallas Goddard. I, I see Goddard and Rager. That's what I see happening. So you could be right. You could oh, be right. I mean, somebody's got to catch the ball, but Greg Ward, I think, is going to have a solid game. Well, here, let me ask you this. Yeah, I, I, I'll play devil's advocate, right? Somebody's got to catch the ball, but Mark, Mark you know, uh, Lattimore's got to cover somebody. Who's he going to cover? He's going to cover Rager. So I'm going Rager against Lattimore. No way in hell am I taking that match up. I'll, all right, we'll see. I'll take him. Uh, I like <laughs> it. I, like I have him in. I no, got him in. I need to save some money. And I still, I got it. I love in. it. I love it. Well, speaking of that, we're going to get right to this next segment. We're moving along nice here tonight. Uh, you know, I, I want to keep this show under an hour and a half. I think that's a really good time. And we're already 75% of the way, which is perfect. Uh, you know, Dan new to the show. He's going for it with us as always been a great addition. Uh, and he's had a ton of ideas. Why I love adding new people to the fray. You know, when Jason came on, he had some ideas. Dan comes on. He has some ideas because me and John been doing this for the last two, three years. And you know, when it gets stale after a while, so you need some new blood, which is great. And Dan, I'm going to go right to you to explain it. What, what, what what did you give me your idea for this DFS lineup thing? Well, my initial idea, um, just as a a fun thing to throw around and help ourselves and and help our viewers out, is to all of us propose our best lineup. You know, we probably already have twenty lineups on paper right now. Put our best lineup forward, and John, Tony, Jason, you have to play my lineup. And then I have to play John, Tony's, and Jason's lineup. And then we see how we do the following week, which lineup was the most successful. And as Jason and I talked about, and maybe we actually help each other win some money. And then I like Tony. Tony, you now can explain the idea you had to spin this a little further. Well, I figure, you know, it's a great idea. I love it. Uh, but I just figure, you know, because we do put in so many different lineups, I know I'm in a ton of leagues. Yeah. I think it would be even more intriguing if we stacked up against each other. We had a couple battles. Uh, so I think what what I, I, I'm proposing is I'm looking at right now, as at, you know, as a cube. So Tony faces Dan in week one. John faces Jason. So and, and we're, we're actually going to hear their lineups tonight. And, and for the audience, if you like the lineup, you like some of the names, play it. Throw a couple of dollars. I'm not telling you what to do, but, you know, we I will tell you this. You know, this isn't three or four guys that come on this show and just pick some names out of a hat and just want to talk. As you see, we can, I, I, you know, I'm not cocky, confident for every single one of us. We can formulate our own views based on any kind of statistic, and that's exactly what we do. We put a lot of effort into this. So, hey, listen, if you want to listen to us, great. If you don't, that's your opinion as well. And listen, you may show us. I, I'm, I'm one thing. A lot of people on Twitter ask me a question, and then they'll give me a rebuttal, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you know what? You're right. I didn't think about it like that. I mean, you heard Jason say tonight, I've said to Dan something I've said, something Dan said. I mean, listen, that's what's great about this. So, Dan, since since you have came up with this idea, and, and I'm battling you, we're going to go first. All right, and, brother. I, I want to hear Dan's number one draft, and this is all DraftKings numbers because, listen, we are, this is a Fox Sports a Gamer iHeartRadio show. Uh, this is the Heat Ratio Sports Network, but we are sponsored by Fox Sports a Gamer and iHeartRadio. Uh, so we are a advocate of the DraftKings sports system. So, Dan, who is your DraftKings number one play for a lineup this week that you're going against Jigsaw. Can I ask, can I ask one question first? Yeah, sure, are we doing Jason. Sunday slate or are we doing the full slate? Yeah, I think Sunday is. Yeah, uh, I was just doing Sunday. Yeah, me too. Sunday. Okay. Yeah. 
Now, if, now if, if, if you know if you and your opponent want to agree to do that, hey, that's fine. I mean, you know, if you want to, uh, for me, I'm just doing Sunday. But if you and John want to do the Monday game, go right ahead. This does not, by the way, for everybody listening, this does not include the Thursday game. We don't include the Thursday game only because here's the thing. You know, by the time this gets done, I do a lot of editing work on my own, and I have to put this out, and sometimes it doesn't get out the late. So, listen, this is why we do this for Sunday. It's the only reason it's a short week. So, Dan, DraftKings lineup. Give me right. your best shot, brother. Who you got? So, so here's my logic before I start rolling okay. out the names. So this, it, uh, my quarterback's Tom Brady coming off of a bye week, coming off of a couple games that that he had nice finishes to where I'm hoping they finally are connecting uh, the coach and him um, with the offense. Um, he's a value play also. So I have Tom Brady. Because I played Tom Brady, I was a, a, able to stack my lineup. So I got Tom Brady. I have running back. One, Aaron Jones. I've got Alvin Kamara. I've got Mike Evans, Julio Jones, and T.Y. Hilton at wide receiver. I got Logan Thomas at tight end. My flex is Ty Johnson. And I'm going to – I had to throw some scrap in there with the Jets at def, on my defense. <laughs> I, lo- I, love, I love the scrap yet. Okay, so we got Brady. We got Aaron Jones. We got Alvin Kamara. We got Julio Jones. Who's your other two receivers? Mike Evans, T.Y. Hilton. All right, so we got Mike Evans, T.Y. Hilton, and then we got Logan Thomas, right? Yes. Tight end? Yes. And who's your flex? Ty, Ty Johnson. Johnson. And the Jets, they're going double Jets there. I like it. Uh, <laughs> Didn't think of that. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. I like you. Here's the funny thing. I'm looking at this, and I don't think I, – I think we may just have one guy that's similar, which is very interesting. So th- my lineup, uh, again, is my quarterback – I listen. He killed me last week. It was the one of the, one of the, one of the wrong picks I had. I Herbert. went Herbert over <laughs> Allen. Yeah, I'm going Herbert again. There's no I, way. Yeah. Jo- there's no way Josh Herbert is having a bad week again. Be- before this week, right? It's the guy averages 25 points a game. And, you know, before he had this bad week, he was he was consistently 21, 22, 23 points. So I'm going to go Justin Herbert at 6,800 because I have some tremendous players coming up. So I went with double stacks. Okay, so my running backs are Aaron Jones and Melvin Gordon. I love the Melvin Gordon matchup, $5,200. I love it. Aaron Jones against Detroit, who's packed it in, playing for nothing, in my opinion. Fantastic pick. 20 points per game, 7,600. I love it. Then I'm going to I'm gonna stack Jones up with Deontay Adams. I know it's $9,300, but again, Detroit stinks. Sorry, Jason. They stink. So I'm going Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams is that stack. Then I'm going to grab Keenan Allen. Okay, because I'm going to stack him up with Justin Herbert. And then my fantastic find in Traquan Smith at 3300 My tight end, Dawson, or, or what is it? I, I keep forgetting the guy's name. Schultz. Uh, yeah, Schultz, Dalton Schultz. I, I got to think of Roadhouse uh, with Patrick Swayze. Uh, <laughs> but, right? But Dalton Schultz, and here's a first, Dan. This is I'm going double tight end. My flex is Evan Ingram for the New York yeah. Giants at 4,300. 10 points per game. I, I you know we liked him last week. He didn't have a great week, but he did have eight targets. So even though he only had four catches, he had eight targets. Still has a ton of volume. And Dan, we're we're tied. We're going Jets on defense because that's all the money I had left. <laughs> yeah, 100. That's so. So we're going Herbert at quarterback. 
Jones and Gordon at running back, Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, Traquan Smith, Dalton Schultz to tight end by Flex, Evan Ingram, and the Jets as the defense. So I have it written down. I will play. This is going to be a good matchup, man. I like it. I, I've never gone double tight ends, so I'm going a little wishbone here. I, I don't know. I just I like the way the numbers stacked up, so we'll see where we're at. Jason. Wishbone. Uh, right? I've got a little wishbone here, me. man. Right? I got me. Uh, it's like what? What was the uh, the 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 little job? The annexation of Puerto Rico? Remember the little giants? Remember the, the little giants? Uh, that movie with Rick Rick Moranis and uh, uh, Ted Bundy and uh, Ted, Al Bundy. The shoe Ted salesman? Bundy. Yeah. Ted Bundy. <laughs> Oops. I got drink another one. Versus the murderer. Oh. Yeah. Right. Uh, all right, Jason. Yeah. What do you got, buddy? All right. Um, my quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. Woo. My my running backs are Christian McCaffrey and Ty Johnson. I'm going to stack Rodgers with Devontae Adams. Coming back with some cheap wide receivers, Michael Gallup, Brashad Perriman. Ooh. Uh, Logan Thomas is my tight end. Brandon Ayuk is my flex position, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is my defense. All right. Oh, all right. Let's go down that one more time. So we'll go, we'll go slower. We'll go Aaron Rodgers, quarterback. Right. <laughs> Running back is Ty Johnson and McCaffrey. Okay. The wideouts are Devontae Adams, Michael Gallup, and Brashad Perriman. Michael Gallup and Brashad, okay. Tight end is uh, Logan Thomas. The flex position is Brandon Ayuk. And like the you, defense is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Nice. Uh, man, you, you went double Jets. Perryman and Ty Johnson, I like it. But see, this—that's what you got to do when you spend all that money on Christian McCaffrey and Aaron Rodgers, right? And Devontae. I also Adams. did not realize that I did that, so I know. Great, but. Uh, that's all right, man. Hey, man, yo, like John said, how many how many pass yards is Jalen Hurts going to have? Right? Somebody got to catch the ball for the Jets, right? Somebody's got to do it, John. I'm curious. I want to hear. We all know it's Jalen Rager, so let's hear this lineup for uh, well, Pittsburgh. I, I already have a lineup in, so it's not Jalen Rager in this one that I'm doing for this. So I got Matt Ryan, David Montgomery, Wayne Gallman. I'm just like a mix of everybody else that has already put in a lineup at this point. Julio Jones. Pair up with Ryan, Mike Evans. I'm sticking with Tim Patrick another week. Save me some cash. Save me some cash on some Logan Thomas. My flex, Derrick Henry. I wow. you like how I slid that in as my flex. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I, I wanted to why you at the end. You know, with my Derrick. You got to hurt my feelings right at the end. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I he, I think he's going to dominate this week. I really he do. plowed us in right at the end. And you know I have no Jets on my roster. Thank goodness. But I am going across the street to the Giants for my defense. All right, all right. I like that. I can't. This I this is great. It's a great idea, Dan. Because I, I I can't wait. I can't wait to flex my discount double check world championship next week on the belt. <laughs> Who had hey, the Tone. best lineup? Hey, that's can my I, guy. Hey, Tone. Can I throw something out to you? Yeah, man. What's up? Let, let, let's say we had a crystal ball. We have, we've got the magic eight ball, whatever you want to, whatever tool you want to use, right? And it, we shook it, and it says two pliers. One plier has two receptions and three targets. The other one has five receptions and seven targets. Who are we going with? 
Are, are, are you, so wait, are we talking about this? this is, that's all the data we get from this magic eight ball. For okay. the, for, so th that's the data you get. Two receptions, three targets, five receptions, seven targets. Who would you go with? That's all the data we get. So we have to pick players? No, no. It, all right, I'm, I'm screwing this bit up. Yeah, talk to me. Uh, yeah, talk Essentially, to me. I was, you were to say, of course, I go with the guy with five receptions, oh, seven oh, targets. Oh, okay. And then I would say, you just you just passed up on Dan Arnold. Ah. For Anthony Fix, Fix, Fixker. He Fixker, only had my two catches for 51 yards. And two catches, touchdowns. 51 yards, right? And two touchdowns. And two touchdowns. But, you, know, you know, it's funny. That's so, fantasy football, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly. That is, And that's rolling the dice because I, I threw them out there. I throw four out there every week. And I'm sitting there watching it. And I, uh, I'm watching Red Zone. I, could, I jumped up and down. Man, I was like... I couldn't believe it. I'm like, Dan Arnold? Like, I didn't expect that to happen. Like, this was great. And I had people hit me up on Twitter about Dan Arnold. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, what's the odds? And then Monday night, I just missed the trifecta, man. I, 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 I took Isaiah McKenzie, Gabriel Davis, and Kendrick Bourne. And Kendrick Bourne had a touchdown, and they called it back because his knee yeah. was down. And I'm like, oh. You got to be kidding me, man. Like, that would have been a trifecta. That would have been classic. But I love picking those low-value guys. It's so much fun, man. It really is. Rick says, a couple of you guys are doubling up on the Jets. Should I be worried about taking the Seahawks over the Jets in my Survivor no. League? No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> we, we, we went, we went uh, you know, bottom of gum on the bottom of a shoe defense. That's what we did. Exactly. And, Rick, I, I'm not forgetting you, man. Like, it, listen. You're my PGA guy. I'm going to get you on here with this PGA. So you can't hide. I know where you live. I know where you work. I know where you're at, brother. So we're going to get your PGA takes on here before we know it. That's 100%. But now I think you're good. Seahawks, I still can't believe the Jets won that game. I was. I could not believe that, man. Like, I'll tell you what, how fast is Henry Ruggs? Woo! Man, that that kid is lightning fast, man. Just but talk about just throwing it up, and we've seen that so many times here. So lack of days defense. It's it, it's been really really bad. Dan, that was fun. Thank you for that. I, I like pleasure. it because I, now now I have more stuff to watch on Sunday, which I love. Uh, because I'll tell you, I'm breaking out my WWE championship belt if I win. It's going to be sitting. Well, right I'm, here. I'm I'm playing all your lineups because I'm not I'm not just here to. No, it's I know. Not, to me, it's, it's it's fun, of course, but I respect all your opinions, so I'm playing them. Well, I respect everybody, too, but I'm a prick. I got to load a little bit, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> Look at John. John. <laughs> like, I got – listen, I don't know if you guys know this, but, you know, and shout out, I know he listens, Mr. Mike Diaz from the Green Legion. You know, my man labeled me as I have a club called the 10 Percenters. And he said, because I'm only 10% right on all my takes. So I just flip it. So I'm actually 90% right, just 10% wrong. But he may That's disagree, right. even though me and him have been on the same page lately with the, with the Carson Wentz situation. But uh, what we'd like to do every week is we, we, we throw some either or. We play this fantasy roulette, which I, I think is great. I try to really stymie these guys a little bit and, and take two pretty, pretty uh, comparable guys, get decent matchups, and see – who they would pick. So we used to tally this. I should tally, but I'll just tell you why. I got too much shit going on to be doing all this stuff. So uh, so if you want to go tally, go back and watch the replay and look at listen to the podcast, damn it. You're I said Waller. What's that? I said Waller. Well, see, Dan, Dan <laughs> listen, Dan remembers, which is good. I like it. I like it. Uh, but 
we're going to start right back at the run. We're going to start the running back position this week. And this one we got right here, and we heard both these names mentioned tonight. We got Wayne Goldman going up against David Montgomery. And, again, this is strictly based on a DFS scoring system, strictly on DraftKings. It's basically, listen, who do you think will be in the firebox this week, meaning who will score the most points? Uh, me personally, uh, you know, this is a tough one because I think they're, they're very – very comparable. Uh, they, they are. and But Wayne Goldman, to me, has just been the consistent guy for the New York Giants. I mean, listen, I, I love the guy. They're going against Arizona, but he has done nothing but prove that he can carry the load for the Giants, whether he scores or not. Listen, he got 135 yards last week, right? He was averaging 8.4 yards carried. They leaned on him. At the end of that game, he didn't score, still gave you 16 and a half fantasy points. So, for me, it's Wayne Goldman. Dan, who's in the firebox this week? I go Montgomery. Ooh, I like it. You, you sold on him after last week, huh? Well, he he's been. This wasn't a last week thing. He's been. It's been a gradual buildup for him. And um, I mean, <laughs> ironically, the the one silly thing you have to worry about is uh, Patterson vulturing his uh, his uh, red zone carries. But other than that, um, I like them both. I mean, again, you you put two two great um, um, similar guys together, but I, I, I'm my first instinct says Montgomery. I like it, Jason. Who do you think, buddy? You know what? I like both these guys too. Like you said, Gallman has pretty much scored a touchdown in every single game except last game, which he had 135 yards. So I like him a lot, but I'm leaning Montgomery. Uh, let's not forget that Montgomery's going against Houston. Houston can't stop anybody on defense. So I like the amount of um, the rushes he's going to get per week. And I like his matchup, too, this week. So I'm going Montgomery. I like that. John, I think I know where you're going. Where are you going, buddy? Montgomery. I knew it. I knew you picked them on your squad. Yep. I th- I think I have them both on my squad. Yeah, I think you do. You he do. Does. I, I, does. Yeah, I have them written down. Yeah, you do have yeah. them both. So that, there you go. I like them Listen, both. They're eerily similar. Uh, it's just going to – honestly, it's going to come down to who can score a touchdown. That's what it's going to come down to, uh, to see who reigns supreme. Uh, quarterbacks? That's a good one, man. Kirk Cousins or Big Ben? Uh, you know, there's another one. Kirk Cousins, again, he started off slow last week. He scared me a little bit because I did take him. And, uh, you know, he was going for that trifecta, uh, you know, our 303 touchdown game. And it, uh, it, it was getting – started off really slow, man. But And Tampa Bay's been very shaky on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, you know, I thought they were going to be a lot better. Uh, they've been very, very shaky as of late. So, uh, you know, it's something that – you know, it, it's something to keep an eye on, but I'll tell you what. You know, Big Ben, with those weapons out there in Pittsburgh, uh, this week, you know, he against, uh, you know, they, they they lose to Washington, and Ben didn't have a great game. So, for me, it's a bounce-back game for Big Ben, and I'm going Big Ben on this one. Dan, where are you going, buddy? Yeah, I, I – that's a <laughs> – that's tough, man. Because every because every week we love um, Thielen and uh, and, Jefferson. and Jefferson, and but I love Claypool, Johnson, Schuster, Ebron's been tearing it up. I, I and and Ben did play like crap. Um, I and I think now, ironically, a, a team with one loss has something to play for now because they, yeah. they, they they don't want they don't want to lose their positioning to the Chiefs. So I think I think. Um, Ben comes out strong, so I'm, I'm leaning Ben. 
Yeah, I like that. John, I'll go right to you with the Pittsburgh jersey. Are you going with your guy or are you going with soft ass Kirk Cousins? <laughs> I think they're both oh, gonna, leading the witness. They're both gonna stink this week. I mean Oh, look at that. that that's my opinion. This week. Cousins is gonna stink because Tampa Bay's nope. defense is gonna shut him down. Ben's gonna stink because it's outdoors in Buffalo and it's away. He never he ne- he always plays better in home games. I don't think he's going to have a great game, um, but I'll go with Big Ben out of the two. We'll go with Big Ben. Jason, who you got, buddy? You know, I was going to make that same exact point that John just made, and I was kind of pumped about it, and then John just stole my thunder. <laughs> um, I want nothing to do with Kirk Cousins at Tampa Bay. We saw what they did to Aaron Rodgers earlier this year, and I think the same thing's going to happen this week. So I don't love Ben this week either, but I think I'm going to go Big Ben too. Stay away from yeah. Cousins. Yeah, I, I I like that. I like that pick. I do. I I really like Big Ben. Uh, Rick says I'm here with you guys. PJ tournaments don't start to the new year. You're right, Rick. That means you have about two months to get your ass ready to to be talking some PGA for Heat Ratio Sports. Just for the uh, record, I'm a huge PGA guy too. I play DFS oh, every week, honestly, so even better. And I, and I, wa- I watch the I watch the tour. <laughs> I watch it religiously too. Oh, this is great. I love it. I, I Listen, I it, golf cannot be understated how much I love that sport, man. DFS uh, really. golf may be my favorite sport. It's it's awesome. Yeah, it is. I love it. Uh, hey, guys, what's up? What's up, Tim? How you doing? Thanks for checking in. Uh, Al, as always, Ben all day. Kirk, please, who would ever take it? I'll tell you, man. It's like we, last night we, we had the Mr. Softy music on. Kirk Cousins is the softest quarterback in the NFL. I'm sorry. He is. I'll ride him for three or four games. That's about it. It's always good for every year. After that, it's done. He's a turd. And right now, See, he's Michigan, going right, right. What's that? Michigan State doesn't make him like they used to. You nah, know? After, man, right. after I finished there, they started making him a little soft. See? Exactly. So, right. right. Yeah. Listen, Kirk Cousins rode, right? He, he rode the three, four game stretch. Now he's right back to turdism. That's where he's going back. Right back to Turdville. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to look at the wide receivers here. Here's another good one. We got Stephon Diggs or Allen Robinson. And A-Rob for me, listen, I'll tell you what, man, for what he's been able to do for the Chicago Bears who, you know, listen, it's an, been a revolving door at the quarterback position. It's been a revolving door at the play calling position from the quarterback, the offensive coordinator, to the head coach. It's ridiculous. And up to last week, 108 targets. You know, he, he's he's going to hit 90 catches easy this year. Uh, but uh, Listen, I cannot talk enough about the guy. On the other side, Stephon Diggs. Everybody said he wouldn't be the number one guy. They gave up too much for Stephon Diggs to get him with Josh Allen. Josh Allen couldn't throw. Uh, listen, we've heard it all before, but he is going up against Pittsburgh. That's a really, really tough matchup for Stephon Diggs. And, and even though he had a decent week, okay, he did. But, you know, I like Houston. You know, I think it was Jason alluded to him earlier. Houston can't stop anybody, whether it be through the air or on the ground. I have to go Allen Robinson here. I think he has another big week. He's going to be in the 20s. I think this is going to be a double-digit target number. He's going to get close to 10 catches, over 100 yards, and at least score a touchdown. So I'm all in on A-Rob. Dan, what do you think, buddy? No, I'm Allen Robinson also. Um, Diggs, Diggs goes through silent times as well. And Robinson's really their their main threat at wide receiver, and I'm leaning Robinson. And and look at the game Beasley had as well. But 
So, you know, he could be now stealing some of the looks that went to digs, but another beautiful combo though to choose from. That's that's tough, yeah. but I'm gonna go Allen Robinson. Yeah, it's funny. You mentioned Beasley and, and you know, we talked about Denver, but you know, quietly Buffalo is really you know, really building them a really nice receiving core out there. I mean, they get Cole Beasley cheap, right? They trade for Stephon Diggs. They draft Gabriel Davis. They draft Isaiah McKenzie. Uh, you know, they have a decent tight end. They have two nice running backs, uh, and, you know, all led by uh, by Josh Allen. So, I mean, it's really nice to see what they've been able to do. And I will say this, in a matter of two years, they've been able to build that around on the Sean McDermott. So, uh, you know, it's funny, Tone, now. Kudos to him. Tone, what's funny is, I mean, it, it wasn't like yesterday, but if not long ago, they had uh, Robert Woods and Sammy Watkins together. The Bills. That is, that, that is true. So they that screwed the true. pooch on that one. So, so here's here's another one. I, oh man, I got to think of the other guy. Um, I seen a stat for Buffalo. It was because of Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley were the first two guys since Lee Evans. And who was the other receiver for Buffalo? Oh, the big, uh, the big strong guy, uh, Molden. Ah, uh, no, it wasn't Eric Molds. No, it I'm was. Old. I'm sorry. It, yeah, no, it's all right. It was Lee Evans and somebody. I, I can't remember the other uh, other receiver, but they were saying it was the first time that two two wide receivers in Buffalo had over a hundred yards receiving in one game since Lee Evans and I forget the other guy for Buffalo. I'll have to look that up before the show's end because it's going to bother me. Uh, but, yeah, it just shows you. I mean, they, they've had some nice receivers out there in Buffalo. Uh, Al checking in said, digs all day. If Robinson had a real quarterback, maybe. That's the thing. I, I get that. But he's been able to do that irregardless, which just shows how talented he really is. Jason, who you got here, buddy? I am going with the pride of Orchard Lake St. Mary's, which is a high school that is 10 minutes from my house. Uh Allen Robinson this week. Uh, imagine if he ever had a quarterback that was worth a damn in his career. I mean, have you ever seen an elite receiver that has had worse quarterbacks than him? I mean, Blake Bortles and then the situation they have in Chicago right now, it's terrible. Wow. So, um, but having said that, I do love Allen Robinson. And he just continues to put up huge numbers. So I'm going Robinson this week. That's, uh, I'll tell you what, that's, you know, it, it's crazy when you think about it that way. It really is. John, what do you got, buddy? Uh, digs. <laughs> I'm going off as a U three. I'm just digs. Even though it's a Pittsburgh's defense, look, I think it's there's going to be some points scored, and Diggs is going to be the guy that uh, is going to be the focal point when that pressure is coming from that Pittsburgh defense. He Josh Allen's going to be keying in on Diggs, not having time to look at uh, their you know third option and Gabriel Davis. So I'm going Diggs. <laughs> No, that's uh, this sound like you had no luck. What's that about? What? What's wrong with Gabriel Davis? Uh, Gabriel Davis. What's wrong with Gabriel Davis? <laughs> he ain't gonna catch no balls this week. That's what's wrong with him. <laughs> Man, it's like a lot, lot of heat for Gabriel Davis. I don't understand that. I, I started him in one of my lineups last week, not season long, but. Yeah, so I, I still like Robinson. Uh, Jenna checking in. She says Stephon Diggs. A lot of people are on the Diggs wagon, which is fine. I, I get it. I just, I you know, I just love what 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 Alan Robinson has been able to do, and I just think Houston really, really stinks. Uh, they really do. We're finishing this off with the tight end position. That's another good one. We got T.J. Hawkinson. 
from Detroit, who had, seems to be the only capable pass catcher on that team, and Evan Ingram, who seems to be able to do everything for the Giants. Now, I understand it's probably still going to be Colt McCoy, not 100%, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be. Uh, you know, I, I'll tell you what, man, I, I took him in the wishbone. Like I said, I, I like Evan Ingram this week. I do. I, you know, I, I love number one. I, I love his number. Uh, you know, Arizona is not as good as they've been over the last three or four weeks. And Evan Ingram, again, the last, you know, the last three weeks, you know, eight targets, nine targets, 10 targets. I mean, you know, listen, we're talking 27 targets in three weeks. That's no joke. That's going to turn into fancy production. So, uh, you know, I'm going to go Evan Ingram. John, I'm going to go to you this time. What do you think, buddy? Uh, I'm, I was trying to pull up their matchups. Ah, uh, look, see, John's trying to cheat. That's what, what it mean? is. Come on, it's man. You got a cheap. free flow here, bro. That Let's cheat? go. <laughs> it's Arizona. It's Arizona for Ingram and uh, the Packers for Hawkinson. Yeah, somebody's prepared. Oh, come on now. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Tough one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go Hawkinson. I like you like TJ. I, well, I, I, I'm curious to see where Jason goes because this is Detroit's own right here. <laughs> I'm going Hawkinson too. Um, I like his matchup this week, to be honest with you, with the Packers. And like you said, the Lions don't have anybody at wide receiver, so the targets have to go somewhere. So I like Hawkinson. I that's basically because I don't like Colt McCoy throwing the ball to Ingram. So <laughs> yes, I think Hawkinson's a good play. That's that 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 could be true. I get that. Um, uh, Jenna says she goes with TJ. Uh, Dan, are you thinking the same thing? Yeah, because you know I've been riding Evan Ingram. Week in and week out, I've been talking about him, and he's in most of my lineups. But Hawkinson was also targeted nine times last week, seven for 84, I believe, nine targets. He he is he is the uh, security blanket for Stafford right now. Um, and so I, I'm – and Ingram is explosive. But, again, the quarterback's a concern. And uh, um, I would go Hawkinson. So Al checking in says Ingram was very talented, but he's in, he he's in, inconsistent. But I will take him. Uh, exactly, I, and he is. I mean, the last few weeks have been really good, and the concern of Colt McCoy is real and legitimate. Uh, I just think that. You know, I like the way they space them around. You know, they do a lot of different things. I even seen him run a, a jet sweep a couple of weeks ago. So uh, he does a lot for that team. And this has been the first year he's actually been healthy uh, for a tremendous amount of time, which is, has not been the norm for him throughout his career. So uh, definitely, definitely different offense when they have Evan Ingram free flowing. He's a terrific uh, talent. He is, man. He really, really is. He's, you know, you know who, you know, it's going to sound crazy, but who he. I should say, how do I want to say this? Who he reminds me of a guy who what should have been. And, you know, we we worked up in Philadelphia. LJ Smith. LJ, yes. LJ Smith for year. You know, he we were always expecting more from LJ Smith. And I think what Evan Ingram is now is what we wish we had. I know at least that's what Donovan had in LJ Smith. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Uh, and and Al says, and they are saying the quarterback. Should, oh, so see that's serious. There you go. So Al saying quarterback should be back this week. So if they're saying Daniel Jones Danny is Dimes. back this week, that changes a little. Changes a little. You can't use that Colt McCoy factor there, brother. So, uh, but that's okay. I still like Evan Ingram. Uh, I know you guys will. You know who knows? Well, again, this is Wednesday. It's so hard uh, because we still have three or four days of preparation. That's why I love the Sunday shows because. 
you, you know, you have to up to the minute, you know, up to the minute updates, and you just never know what's going to happen. But uh, final thoughts, Dan. I'm going to go. We're, we're going to do a little time with Tommy Lawrence. She does final thoughts. Let's do a little final thoughts. Dan, so your final thoughts could be from week 13 or going ahead of week 14. What are your final thoughts, buddy? Um, yeah, I take notes every week. Um, one of the things that w- was funny, we, you know, I remember John responding, Dan, if we all had uh, crystal balls, we'd be millionaires. And he was right because I was alluding to Tennessee destroying Cleveland. And we were talking about a blowout game and catch up ball. And look what happened. It was a complete flip of the script. So that was a shocker. Um, how about, you know, we don't value defense, which I understand because you can't with all this people you have to plug in but how about the dolphins with 13 straight turnovers uh, 13 straight weeks of turnovers that's crazy so you know that that was a stat that impressed me that, that's brian flores man <laughs> i just can't say enough about what he's done yeah, out there in Miami. Coach. and uh, i guess my final thought um <clears throat> it's nothing you know exciting but Derek waller um we were talking about Kelsey really shouldn't be valued as a tight end, and you could actually play him as almost your, you know, uh, your third receiver, and maybe play a cheap receiver instead of a cheap tight end. Where is the other elite tight end? And we thought Waller, you know, crapped the bed and he was done for the year. Well, what oh. uh, one hell of a bounce back! Thirteen catches, two hundred yards. It's like a. I see that. I was like, what? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Unreal. And that's the kind of talent that Evan Ingram can be. To be honest with you. Yeah, and uh, you're absolutely right. Really is. Jason, you got a final thought? Yeah, it just goes kind of back to DFS and the way that you build lineups. I think you got to look at the overall trend and the full season when you're building your lineup. I think so many people get caught up in, oh, this guy had 30 points last week and this guy only had three. It's like sometimes weird things happen, right? Sometimes, you know, I was going to say Devontae Adams, but he never has a bad game. Sometimes uh, DeAndre Hopkins comes out and puts up eight points in the game, right? That doesn't mean next week you should be low-owned. I think people get so caught up on what have you done for me lately in fantasy, and I think it's more important to look at the big picture. So that's that's my one advice. And also I want to point out, so I'm playing John this week, right, in our matchups. Yeah. He unintentionally is trolling me, I think, with the Le'Veon Bell jersey, knowing that I'm a Michigan State Spartan. So I think I think he did the unintentional troll this week. I love it, man. I, Ab- I absolutely love it. Absolutely unintentional. I chose the Le'Veon <laughs> Bell jersey because the Steelers need to find a running game. I have a there is madness to which jersey is chosen every game. That's why it's Lev Bell today. I'm trying to rekindle a running game for the Steelers. Right, hey, right. Tone, real, real no, fast. I'm just, if I, I'm just kidding. We obviously yeah. didn't know we were playing against each other either. So, but still funny. <laughs> but Tone, building on building on what Jason just said. You know, I just mentioned Waller as the, the oh my oh my gosh kind of moment from week thirteen, but kind of build what J- Jason just said. I'm not you, you can't necessarily then jump on him to play him this week. You can't chase stats and points from the previous week either. He's playing the number one defense against tight ends in the Colts this week, so that would scare me away from Waller. Despite the fact he set the world on fire last week, so that that goes along the lines of what Jason just said brilliantly. Yeah, you're, no, you're absolutely right. I love it. Uh, 100%. 100%. Uh, John, final thoughts? It's fantasy playoffs for us season-long people. This is what you worked all year long for. So don't overthink lineup decisions. 
Stick with your studs. The only time you play matchup is when you're talking about two people in the same category, not Baker Mayfield and Russell Wilson. Okay. <laughs> That's not a matchup decision. You play your Russell Wilson. All right. Um, easier said than done. I got a lot of lineup decisions, so I got to sift through. Um, but this it. is, it, hey, and it, it stinks more than watch, likely you're going to watch lose the weather it. too, though. Watch the weather. Yeah. Actually, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yes. I remember a couple years back starting, I be, was it, um, it was that snow game up in Buffalo. The Eagles. I Shady oh, against, I no. I, yes. Was, no, I, was against I forget. All That's I know true. is that game had something yeah. to do with it because I didn't realize there was going to be a blizzard. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Snowball, man. Yeah. That was crazy. So, yeah, weather yeah. does play a factor, but no, nah, season long playoffs, good luck losing your route. You. So, make the right call. Uh, Jenna says her final thoughts are Pittsburgh gets zero touchdowns versus the Bills. Somebody's trolling, Ooh. John. Uh, I, I love it. Uh, Al says, I think more than it has been in the past years, coaching has been very important and it's showing the good coach teams this season. Absolutely, man. Uh, that's 100%. I will give you my final thought is every year, you know, there are a f- one or two guys that win you a fantasy championship. And what I mean is guys that either you pick up late or just come on late. And guys, maybe they've been injured. Maybe they were rookies and they're just finally learning a playbook. And I'm going to give you two that I think Justin Jefferson and Brandon Ayuk will be able to win you a fantasy championship this year. I think that there are two guys that when we look at week 17 and we review, a lot of people are going to say they had Justin Jefferson and Brandon Ayuk on their team. And again, the crazy thing is they're both rookies. And this has been an elite rookie receiving class, except for the Eagles, when we talk about fantasy production. I I can't remember a time where we have so many productive rookies on a fantasy football roster. It just 2020 has been electric when it comes to that. So that's my final thought. I think anybody who has Jefferson and Brandon Ayuk, they they are doing really well, and they're going to be on a lot of fantasy championship rosters. Uh, Great show, guys. Uh, Rick checking in. Thanks, man. As always, thanks for checking in. Guys, everybody, appreciate the love. We went three minutes over. All good. I love it. Uh, Keep this to an hour and a half. Again, give us the ratings, the follows. We appreciate it. Follow the the, the YouTube channel at Heat Razor Sports. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Every single one of these guys on Twitter, very active. They all got, I know, Dan and Jason will both be on uh, at, uh, you know, at AAT birds, right? Did I get that right? All about the birds. Yeah. I, I always get messed up with that. At AA, it's just like it's a tongue twister, right? Uh, <laughs> but at AAT birds, right? That's it. AAT birds. Yeah. Uh, again, yeah. check that out. You guys will be doing a show tomorrow night, which is great. Check them out. Uh, Jason will be doing some more props on Saturday uh, for us as well. Dan will be doing, you know, listen. Supposedly, the collective bargaining agreement was passed. Uh, he is our newly inducted NHL insider for Heat Ratio Sports. So we're going to be getting a lot of hockey talk going uh, with Dan, and I know Trevor's going to like that as well. Uh, as always, John, for joining me twice a week, which is fantastic. Al, uh, Andre, and me, we're going to get the time tomorrow. Check us out tomorrow night, NBA preview show. Uh, me, Al, and Andre, again, two listeners, two part of the Heat Ratio Sports family are going to join me for the first time. And we're going to talk about some power rankings, some Sixers talk, and 
do we really want James Harden instead of Ben Simmons? So that will be tomorrow night. Uh, as always, like I say, stay safe, stay healthy. Good luck in the playoffs, and we'll catch you next time.